0: Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu.
1: You know that feeling when you walk into your home, take a deep breath, and feel new? Well, that's what it's like to use Clorox (laughs) and From Wonder Media Network, I'm Jenny Kaplan, and this is Encyclopedia Womanica. This month is all about STEMinists, women who accomplished incredible feats in the fields of science, technology, engineering, and or mathematics. Our STEMinist of the day lived an extraordinary yet brief life. Her work was fundamental in discovering the structures of DNA, RNA, viruses, coal, and more. While her work wasn't fully appreciated in her own time, she's now given the credit she's due. Let's talk about Rosalind Franklin. Rosalind Elsie Franklin was born on July 25, 1920, to a wealthy Jewish family in the Notting Hill neighborhood of London. She was the second of five children, and her family was influential and involved in government and the social movements of the age. Rosalind's father was a merchant banker and taught college classes. One uncle was the home secretary and the first practicing Jew to serve in the British cabinet. Another was the attorney general of the British Mandate of Palestine. Rosalind's intellect was apparent from a very young age. She went to the prestigious St. Paul's School in London, where she excelled in the sciences, math, and language. In 1938, Rosalind enrolled in one of two women's colleges at Cambridge University, where she studied physical chemistry. Her university experience was impacted by World War II. Some faculty members were detained as foreigners, and new faces popped up on campus as Cambridge took in refugees. After graduating from university in 1941, Rosalind was awarded a scholarship for another year of research. After that, she began work at the British Coal Utilization Research Association. She worked there for four years, studying the microstructures of coals and carbons. She looked at the permeability of different substances and how temperature impacts porousness. Her work on coal made it possible to classify different types of the substance to an extremely high degree of accuracy. This led to her doctoral thesis, and she earned her Ph.D. from Cambridge in 1945. After the war, Rosalind moved to Paris to work in another lab. There, she learned to analyze carbons using X-ray crystallography, or X-ray diffraction analysis, a photographic technique used to discover the molecular and atomic structures of proteins and macromolecules. Her work there was foundational for the creation of new carbon fibers and heat-resistant materials. In 1950, Rosalind moved back to England and began work at King's College London. At King's College, Rosalind was tasked with working on identifying the structure of DNA. Using X-ray crystallography, Rosalind captured better and better photographs of DNA's structure. One image, nicknamed Photograph 51, served as critical evidence for the structure of DNA. Rosalind discovered that there were two forms of DNA, and by 1953, her work led her to understand that both of those forms had a double helix structure, Rosalind published some of her findings and gave talks on the subject. Around the same time, the two men who are generally given credit for discovering the structure of DNA, James Watson and Francis Crick, were working on their model at Cambridge. The teams were not in close communication. Nevertheless, Watson attended one of Rosalind's lectures, and another researcher working alongside Rosalind at King's College, Maurice Wilkins, showed one of Rosalind's photographs and a summary of her unpublished conclusions to Watson and Crick. It's now widely acknowledged that Rosalind's work was fundamental in forming Watson and Crick's conclusions, though she wasn't given credit by the duo and didn't receive appropriate acclaim. Rosalind eventually left the King's College Laboratory due to a tense, competitive, and sexist working environment. She moved to a lab at Burbeck College where she turned her attention to the study of viruses. And made other substantial discoveries based on the molecular structure of the viruses under examination. In 1956, on one of many trips to the United States, Rosalind fell ill. When she returned to London, she was diagnosed with ovarian cancer. She had surgery and undertook various treatment. Throughout, she continued her research. Rosalind Franklin died on April 16, 1958. She was 37 years old. Crick, Watson, and Maurice Wilkins, Rosalind's rival at King's College, would go on to receive a Nobel Prize for discovering the structure of DNA in 1962. None of the men gave Rosalind credit for her part at the time. Her contributions may have remained mostly forgotten, if not for the fact that Watson wrote a book about the discovery. He painted Rosalind in a very unflattering light, but began the conversation that's led to acknowledgement of her significant role. Uh, She didn't know how to deal with other people, uh, didn't know how to ask for help, and uh, was, if anything, probably paranoid about people stealing her data. The Nobel Committee doesn't give posthumous prizes, but Rosalind has received many other honors since her death. King's College and Cambridge named residence halls after her, and King's College opened a Franklin Wilkins building honoring the two scientists' achievements. Many other universities have named departments, buildings, and fellowships after Rosalind. A portrait of Rosalind now resides in the National Portrait Gallery in London, next to those of Crick, Watson, and Wilkins. The Royal Academy established the Rosalind Franklin Award for outstanding contributions to any area of natural science, engineering, or technology. In 2019, the European Space Agency named their ExoMars rover Rosalind Franklin. Tune in tomorrow for the story of another incredible STEMinist. Special thanks to Liz Kaplan, my favorite sister and co-creator, and special shout-out to Andrew Ressler for suggesting we include Rosalind this month. If you have suggestions of women you think we should include, please join our submissions group on Facebook. Talk to you tomorrow. This week of Encyclopedia Womanica is sponsored by General Assembly. General Assembly has impacted over 100,000 careers through training in today's most in-demand skills. These days, leveraging technology is vital for any company's success. General Assembly's arming individuals and teams today with the skills they need to be the STEMists of tomorrow. Check them out at ga.co.
0: important information.